This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, plans are now out for how agencies can allow workers back to the office. Communities around national parks got quite a boost from their locations last year. While federal agencies spending on contracts increased substantially last year as well. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Biden administration is lifting the cap on the number of employees allowed inside federal buildings, but don't expect a mass return to the office. Agencies must take several steps before increasing the number of employees inside the federal offices. They have until mid-July to submit phased re-entry plans to the Office of Management and Budget. Once they're approved, they'll have to work with federal unions and give employees at least 30 days notice before asking them to return. Vaccinations are not a requirement for in-person work. The Biden administration confirms the future of work in the federal government will soon look much different. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Federal employees who teleworked during the pandemic are still eligible once the health crisis is over. The administration detailed its vision for telework, remote work, and other workforce flexibilities in a post-pandemic world. It envisions more of a hybrid environment where many employees work remotely more often and some work remotely on a near-permanent basis. Agencies have until July 19th to finalize plans for gradually bringing more employees back to work in person. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. While many small businesses were hurting during the pandemic, those near national parks were able to reap in some of the benefits of being close to one of the only activities available during lockdowns. The National Park Service says visitors passed along $28.6 billion and supported 234,000 jobs in local communities around parks. The annual National Park Visitor Spending Effects helps gauge how much visitors contribute to local economies. The National Institutes of Health is taking actions under a long-term plan to end structural racism in the biomedical science field. In a new article, NIH Director Francis Collins and co-chairman of the NIH Unite Consortia say they will correct policies and practices that perpetuate structural racism. Early examples include addressing the discrepancy between the rate of grants approved for black researchers compared to their white counterparts. The NIH is also seeking proposals under a five-year, $60 million fund for projects to reduce health disparities and inequalities. NASA is bringing in more postdoctoral scientists and engineers to conduct research and provide administrative support. The space agency awarded the work to Oak Ridge Associated Universities in Tennessee. The deal is worth more than $129 million over five years. The institution will work on one- to three-year assignments that advance NASA's mission areas, including astrophysics, aeronautics, and earth science. Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, will host some of the postdoctoral candidates. The Navy is reaching out to students online in an attempt to build science, technology, engineering, and mathematics awareness. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. Kids in high school will have an opportunity to hear from some notable alumni of Navy science internships. The Naval Horizons program is a grouping of videos that allow students to learn about designing parachutes, seal tracking, deep submergence rescue vehicles, and more. The program is also holding an essay contest to help plan out future visions for Navy science. Teachers and students can find resources at navalhorizons.us. Scott Massioni, 
Federal News Network. The USO is giving military spouses and transitioning service members an opportunity to find mentors in their next career field. The USO mentorship offering pairs service members and spouses online with civilians established in their careers. The goal is to help troops and spouses make personal connections that may lead to getting a job in the future. The USO also offers other career development courses like mastering LinkedIn and building a resume. More than 80% of Army facilities with privatized family housing now feature a tenant's bill of rights. Congress required the military services to adopt a housing bill of rights in 2020 after families brought forward issues of mice, mold, and lead paint. The remaining facilities have implemented 15 of the 18 elements in the bill. The Army says the rest are expected to be fully enacted by the end of July. Key political appointees for the Biden administration are one step closer to joining the Pentagon. The Senate Armed Services Committee advanced the nominations of Frank Kendall to be Air Force Secretary, Heidi Hsu to serve as Undersecretary for Research and Engineering, and Susanna Bloom to be Director of Cost Assessment and Program Evaluation. The panel also approved the nominees for the top two leadership positions at the National Nuclear Security Administration. Richard Stone will step down as the acting leader of the Veterans Health Administration next month. He led VHA since 2018. Stone will stay on the job through mid-July to help a new VA health undersecretary make the transition. The department formed a commission back in March to identify candidates for the job. The White House has not yet named a nominee for the position. VA Secretary Dennis McDonough says veterans owe Stone a debt of gratitude for his work during the pandemic. Stone oversaw the VHA's pandemic operations and vaccination campaign. The Biden administration's pick for top cyber jobs promised coherence among agencies to prevent future breaches. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Nominees to serve as the National Cyber Director and Director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency say they'll work together to avoid duplicating work from other cyber agencies. Jen Easterly, the nominee to lead CISA, says the agency would serve as the administration's cyber quarterback and would protect civilian government networks. She says Chris Inglis would serve as the administration's cyber coach if confirmed as national cyber director. The best quarterback can't win a game alone. Cyber is and must always be a team sport. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. And the White House wants the federal vehicle fleet at zero emissions, but agencies have a long way to go to meet that promise. White House National Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy says less than 1% of the fleet are plug-in electric vehicles, and that agencies only bought 200 of them last year. Nationwide, McCarthy says agencies have access to 2,000 charging stations. We have nowhere to go but up, but let's not just do better. Let's show the world what we can do when we work together. Federal contract spending reached new highs last year. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. Agencies spent $83 billion more in 2020 than in 2019 on federal contracts. That's a 14% increase and a total amount of $682 billion. New analysis from Bloomberg government finds 2020 was the fifth straight year total procurement spending increased. No surprise that medical procurement increased by 50%, while sustainment supplies and equipment dropped by 16%, the most of any category. BGov also forecasts that procurement spending will likely once again top $600 billion this year. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And letter carriers in Houston, Texas, beware. The city, for the third year in a row, is named as the city with the most dog bites affecting postal employees. The Postal Service finds dogs bit more than 5,800 postal employees in the U.S. in 2020. Chicago ranks second place, and Los Angeles comes in third. USPS tells households to keep dogs inside the house or behind a fence to prevent attacks. The agency warns employees to avoid behavior that would startle dogs. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal News. 
Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.